Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the, the Smut, Smut Show, Show. Mm-hmm. a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Welcome, Welcome to the Smut, to the Smut Show. Show. <laughs> We we'll can't get in sync, and it's fine. Yeah, um, it's fine. We did that like three times. It'll be fine. We did. Um, so welcome back. We're so excited that you're listening, all both of you. I'm kidding. I'm sure yes. there's at least five of you now. At least. Um, <laughs> at this point. What are we on? Episode something. Episode something. We're yeah. recording these, but they might be in a different order. So um, TBD. TBD on that. Yeah. But we just had a really fun technical 20 minutes of trying to figure out. So the first few times we recorded, we recorded together in person. And now we're recording over Zoom. And there props to people who podcast all the I time mean, and do this. Listen, it took a moment. It took four it took people and yeah. <laughs> twenty minutes. But and now a trip to Target. And now a trip to Target. We're we're here. We're fine. It's yeah. all good. Um so should we get into our one in five star moments? I think for so. the week? Should we tell who we are? Oh, that would help. Hi, I'm Neely. <laughs> Welcome to the Smut Show. I'm Rachel. Now we can do our one in five Now star we can moments. do our one in five star moments. Okay. You so, should, but we're on like episode something, so you guys should know that You should already, know who we are now. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, again, I'm Neely, and that's Rachel. Yeah. Um, so I will start. My I had like not a super great work week this week. Like, I know. It's just like a lot of little things. Yeah. I'm usually not like one of those people who's like, oh my God, it's Friday because doing what I do, like, it doesn't kind matter. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was really glad it was Friday. I was like, I was pretty ready to be done. And Friday was St. Patrick's Day. Again, we're not big St. Patrick's people. Yeah. Um, but this goes into my five star moment. My friend Hillary and her boys came over to play Friday afternoon, and Hillary and I opened a bottle of Vouv, which was. A delight. We felt like since it was St. Patrick's Day, we should like have a drink. Absolutely. Um, But I was telling her about my bad day when she was here. And I guess at some point while she was here, she ordered me crumble cookies. And when I walked her to the door for her to leave, there were crumble cookies on my porch. And if you're listening and you don't have a crumble cookies near you, I'm really sorry. That is terrible. Um, And you should find one and get the chocolate chip cookies because they're ridiculously good. Can I... Uh, share an unpopular opinion. You don't like crumble. I don't really love it. Do you like Tiff's treats? I do. I love See, Tiff's treats. See, I also, I do really like Tiff's treats as well. And I was like very Tiff's treats over crumble for a while. And then I switched. And now we always, fun fact about us, we always have crumble cookies in our freezer that we will like, oh. if we're like in the mood for a crumble cookie, we'll defrost yeah, just one. Yeah, like little something. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you about your one-star, five-star moments this week. So working for yourself, do you find that you set, like, are you good about setting work hours and you truly, like, don't work on the weekends? Or um, I'm better about it. So, I mean, I work from when the kid, like, on a, on a kid's school day, I will work from when the kids go to school and then we pick them up. And sometimes I'll work... Um, when Andrew's Andrew's done working every day at four and because he does seven to four. And so 
uh, I might have to work a little bit before dinner and sometimes a little bit at night. But I really, really, really aim to get everything done while the kids are at school and then like yeah. Tuesdays, Thursdays while Charlotte is napping. Um, and then I probably work now like three to four hours on the weekends. I try to only work on Sunday afternoons though. But yeah, um, it was really sweet that she brought me the cookies. And I don't know, it's just, I feel like with friendships, like it's like you know who your good friends are, but I yeah. feel like it's little things like that that really just like show you yeah, how good of a friend someone can be. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was really thoughtful and it like warmed my heart. I love that. Okay, so my one star moment, so we're recording this, this is gonna air later, but we're recording this and my spring break is over. So I've we have very bed. different feelings on that. I'm like I know Get the hell out of my house. I know. I think that's how Brian feels because all three of us have been home all week and that is like not how he ever lives his life. And so he's ready for us to go, but I I'm not ready. I'm not but ready. But I saw your countdown time. today, forty nine days till summer. I know, till summer. So Which is that's good. crazy. Like it yeah, doesn't cool seem days. like that long. Yeah. Like but still, like that's still crazy yeah, yeah. Um, it's always a downhill race after spring break but, I mean truly yeah um my five-star moment and this is gonna sound so lame but we took the girls to Disney on ice yesterday which... I don't think that's lame I would love to take my kids I think that'd be fun okay so I have never been had never been we've never taken the girls before this is the first time we've taken them and it was 1.2 million dollars it was so expensive and the Ticketmaster fees are outrageous and I know that that's like a whole thing that's nothing new but so that was a pain and I was like kind of having like a moment about it yesterday and then but then we went and it was like the girls loved it and like had such a blast and then Brian and I were like belting out all the songs because it's just like classics mixed with like Frozen what they love and Moana and all that so it was a lot of fun uh super sweet and they did a really good job through it I wasn't sure how that was gonna go but it was it's always a crapshoot taking kids to stuff I mean honestly and like there was a moment where I thought we were gonna lose it because Emmy was like scared I guess she's scared of heights which is something new we learned yesterday because we were on like the second tier of the arena and uh she we walked out to like go into our seats and she was like no <laughs> I don't want to be by the edge and I was like we're not even close to the edge so that was a whole moment but then I she, love like, kids irrational fears. <laughs> I know I'm um, like honestly I same I'm scared of heights too but it was like she was like I can't go out there I was like okay <laughs> sweet girl um, in relation to taking kids to stuff and it being a crapshoot, I took my kids to a movie this week by myself. Well, we went wow. with a friend and her kids. Okay. Um, and I had taken, Liam had been to one movie and he had done awesome. This was over the summer, I think. Okay. And um, but Charlotte had never been. And I was like, okay, like, it's just Trolls 2, which they've seen at home. Okay. Like, it's not a new movie. It's in a small theater, so it won't be crowded. And I mean, I guess I didn't think about the fact that it's a movie with a lot of songs. And so my kids would just be like loudly singing them. 
but, but I we also like people expect that. Yeah. And we also went to Alamo movie. Draft House and I got the yeah. kids. Alamo Draft House is like a dine-in theater here in Dallas. And I got the pizza, which ended up being a massive mistake because Charlotte was just straight up covered in pizza sauce it's at the end. And like it was fine, but I was like, when the movie was over, I wasn't mad to leave. Yeah, um, you're like, all right, we don't need to see this again. And I even, while. Andrew, I was like, Andrew, you could never have done that. He goes, no, I would never have done that. No, I would never. I would never do that to myself. Absolutely um, not. So should we share some reads we've loved lately? Yeah, let's talk about our recent reads. So I'll go first. So I, I've been, like, trying to convince Neely to get into Candy's Diner, and it's going to I'm happen. going to. It's, yeah. they're, they're all on my Kindle, all four. So, yeah. so, and at your one step ahead, I still haven't read the first one. I need to go back and read the first one because I started with the second one, which is Blindside. Do you have to then, read them in any kind of order? Are they at all related? They are. They are definitely related. So I didn't realize that when I started Blindside, I just jumped in and the, the couple from book one is paired up, is coupled in book okay. two. So okay. like you should read it in order. You don't have to if you don't want to, but. Okay. If you're planning on reading all of them, then yes, go ahead and read them in order. So I'll go back and read book one eventually. But I just finished Hail Mary, which is the fourth in the series. I think it's the last one in her Red Zone Rival series. Um, and it was fantastic. I loved it. I am an idiot. It took me half of the book to realize that it's called Hail Mary because the main character, the female main character's name is Mary. <laughs> I was like, I if so you. Dumb. Now that you've read them all, if you had to like say like which would be your favorite from okay, the or so from the three tricky. you've read sorry, from the from three the I've three. read so that's tricky because I read Blindside like a long time ago so kind of you know it's when they're all fresh in your mind I feel like you're better mm -hmm. at determining which one's your favorite but I I kind of think maybe Hail Mary was my favorite I've what I've seen on TikTok is people are kind of overwhelmingly think that that's the best one I, I, it's fan it was so good like female main character, it, Mary, <laughs> obviously, to most normal people would understand that that's the name of the main character. Um, but she is, she's not in college with the rest of them. So she just happens to be like roommates with the person from a previous book. And uh, it's a kind of second chance, like she knew Leo is the male main character, and she knew him in high school, um, kind of, they like met gaming, and then you find this all out pretty early on. They met gaming, and uh, but they never met in person. But she knew who he was, but he never knew who she was. So then, uh. it's like all these years later, and so like obviously there was some kind of falling out, and and now she's living across the street. Her house, like, has to go under construction because, like, all the pipes bust. And she moves in across the street with these three football players, and Leo's one of them. Um, so it's kind of like a roommate's forced proximity. I know that's your favorite trope. I do. And, I love yeah. forced proximity in, like, an unnatural kind of way. Yeah. And, like, an, an enemies to lovers... I mean, she she thinks they're enemies. He never really thinks they're enemies. But um, she's also like, we were talking about this a couple times ago on the podcast, but she's a curvy main character. I love that. She is tattooed, like, head to toe. She's just, like, very not your conventional, like, you know how I feel about the tiny girl, huge oh, guy. She's so, not like, like a, a twee, tiny. She's not. Little she's not like one. a little, little bit. So um, I loved it. It was really good. Very spicy. So... 
Well, we love Big that. Fan. We love it. So I have two books, but they're related. So okay. I read, um, I had, I, in a previous episode mentioned that I read Wildcat by Rebecca Jen Shack, mm-hmm. which I loved, loved it. Um, and then I read Wild About You and Wild Ever After, which are the next two. And she has, um, a fourth book, but it doesn't come out until next January. And like, <laughs> oh, I need there to be an arc situation. Yeah. I just yeah. like, can't wait that long. But I'm so, excited about this series. You've made me excited wild, about it. Wild About You is a second chance. It is, okay. um, they were high school sweethearts and he broke up with her. You Again, you find this out early, so I'm not spoiling okay. anything. He broke up with her because like hockey was his whole life and he felt like he wasn't a good boyfriend to her. Like she never complained, but he just okay. felt like he was not a good boyfriend. And then she ends up being his sister's teacher. So he takes in his like okay. teenage sister and that's the art teacher. And then Wild Ever After is a fake marriage, uh, forced proximity. They okay. have to get married. It's like a whole thing. And then they have to live together because they're like keeping up this ruse. They're married. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously, there are things, things that happen. happen. Yeah. It, it, I they love were both... the fake marriage. It's like so unrealistic so to me, but they like, I love it. It both of them were so good. I was so sad when they were over. Like gave me severe book hangover. Okay. Because um, I just like loved the world, the characters. Like you yeah. know, it's kind of it's a it's a standalone series. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to read them in any order. It's probably better that you do because like kind of what you were saying. Like the other couples um, come into it, but they're spicy. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're like crazy spicy. Um, Wild Ever After is probably the spiciest. Okay. But they're just all very sweet and wonderful. And is there just like good banter. That's my oh, favorite. Oh, that's the other thing. These books are laugh out loud funny with great banter. I so, love that. Okay. Um, it gives me like big Megan Quinn vibes. Yeah. So um, I loved them. Um, awesome. So our topic this week is a fun one. It's a it's a it good is. one to kind of get to know us better. We are gonna we're gonna take you on our spicy book journeys and how we how we got to love the spicy book world yeah. and just, you know, how it started and how it's going basically. <laughs> then and now, if you will. Then and now. Um, yeah. And we'll kind of go back and forth, just like we'll both kind of talk about the first books and then just kind of like, we'll con- it'll be a conversation. So yeah. the, mine kind of starts in a, in a funny way. I... I was always a reader. I think I've mentioned before, I loved Babysitter's Club, the Boxcar Children, R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. I mean, oh, you, you name it. Goosebumps girl? Oh, which is all funny right. because I absolutely hate scary movies. I now, know. But like, I was Fear Street, all of them. Like, oh my gosh, that's Loved hilarious. them. Loved okay. the Goosebumps books. I can remember it being like a big deal when a new Goosebumps book came out, which I felt yeah. like was like once a week. But like, you'd like so many of them. But you would like bring it to school for like free reading time when you finished yeah. your work. Oh, man, what a time. Um, okay. I can tell you right now, Charlotte will be my kid who loves books like that. And Liam will not. He yeah. does not like to be scared. But yeah. in seventh grade, Somebody brought the book Forever to school. And if you have not read Forever, it's by Judy Bloom. And it came out in the 70s. And I mean, like, I need to read it. I've re- reread it as an adult. And I will absolutely be giving it to Charlotte. It's on like a yeah. bajillion banned books list with of course. most Judy we, Bloom books. We love banned books. Same. I'm a big 
if there if it's a banned book, I'm probably gonna buy it for my kids yeah. because they'll never Absolutely. get it at school. But yeah. So, but Judy, it is a very sweet romance. It's about Catherine and Michael. They're seniors in high school. They meet on New Year's Eve. Um, they go to different Wait, schools. I don't think I realized that she wrote like high school romance. Oh like, well, she I was has thinking like, this is gonna be like a middle school. Like, no, well, so crush. she has she has like her middle school kind of younger books. She yeah. has like high school, and then she has adult books. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I'll get into okay. one of her adult books. But okay. so, so somebody brought forever to school and like, keep in mind, 12, 13 year old girls. Okay. Yeah. So there's a scene in the book where Michael is like showing Catherine how to give him a hand job. Okay. Guys, when I tell <laughs> you amazing. my head straight up exploded out of yeah. my body, like I was not raised in like a sheltered environment. Like I was allowed to watch movies I wanted. I was allowed to watch any TV shows. Like like it like I talked to my parents about sex like this was yeah. not but I was like I am reading a book where there is sex in it like yeah. they are talking about sex in this book and it is happening it on the page blew my mind <laughs> so I of course was like mom you need to take me to borders I need this book yeah. um r.i.p borders. borders love it <laughs> and got the book and then as I do as an adult still made all of my friends read it. I was like, everybody's yeah. got to read this book and shout out my friend, Jordan. If Jordan, if you're listening, hi, I miss you. We need to get together. <laughs> Jordan was my best friend in middle school and all through high school. And we're still friends. Um, she is, she actually um, is a teacher in the same school district as well um, that we live in. But yeah. she, Jordan and I like, it was just like a thing for us, the book forever, like even through high school. So Anyways, then I read a book in high school that Judy Bloom wrote called Wifey, and I should not have been reading this in high school. It is about an adult <laughs> married woman who... Obviously, who's a wifey. Oh, it's a wifey who's, like, bored in her marriage and having, like, an illicit affair oh with my a high school boyfriend. Like, why I was reading this in high school. That's hilarious. I have no idea. But thank you, Judy Bloom, for my intro to spicy books because... So, like, where'd you find wifey? Was that, like... I think just after... Or, like, at yeah. the at All the right. bookstore. I think after I read Forever, because I had read Judy Bloom's like Super Fudge and yes, Are yes. You There, like, God? It's Me, Margaret. Of. Yes, which is getting an adaptation. I cannot. I yeah. like can't wait to see it. Um, yeah. And so I think just kind of like, you know, when you would look at the back of a book and it would tell yeah. you You're the like, other oh. books pre-Google when you needed yeah. to know what an author had written, you would just like, like turn the book oh. over. That's or hilarious. you would just go to the bookstore and you would find the author and you'd be like, yeah. look at all these books. And so yeah. I got wifey and was like, what the fuck am I reading? Um, <laughs> and then I took like a little break from spicy books. Uh, but that's where I started. Where did, where did, what was your, what was your beginning? Okay. Like not as early as you, <laughs> obviously. I'm sure but... most people were not reading sex books at 12, but it's I, fine. You know, I think people, I think more people were than like we think were but I think I the first time I really read like sex on the page I was an adult but I definitely had during uh, I mean I read all the time as a kid and in high school got into like Nicholas Sparks and that's like, on my list too yeah yes. I saw that so like I definitely like dove into all that and like the romance but there's never like not that I remember there's not like explicit sex in no books. but I remember with the notebook which was my first Nicholas Sparks book uh -huh. um which I didn't I think I saw the movie 
and then yeah. I read, or maybe I saw the movie preview and, and then, then read, read it because the yeah. notebook came out in 2004 I was 20 and I feel like I'd gone to see I don't know why I remember this so vividly I think I'd gone to see 13 going on 30 okay. and there was like a trailer for it and I was for like it. I'm gonna read yeah. that book because it's like based yeah. on the best-selling book by Nicholas yes. Sparks yeah um and like not to knock Nicholas Sparks but that's the best movie adaptation and like I'm gonna die on that hill like if somebody I, wants to tell so- me I loved that book. So I, I was in high school when I like saw it and I loved that movie so much. And I would literally turn it on like, you know, like I was so angsty. It's like a comfort school. movie though. Now I watch but it and I, I'm like, it's like not that great. I, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. I don't know. It's still, so okay. I would. They just I ruined need... it by having the two most beautiful people ever in existence oh, to be the main characters. So, so I would, whenever I, like, I'm an angsty high schooler and just needed to cry. Like, so many times in my high school existence did I just need to cry. I'm, shit you not, I would turn that movie on just for, like, the beginning of it, bawl my eyes out, and then turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, I got well, what I needed. I... Moving on. <laughs> I can remember, though, like reading that Nicholas Sparks book. And then there's a sequel to The Notebook, if you've never read it. It's called The Wedding. Have you never okay, read it? I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, so it's called The Wedding. It's actually about Noah and Allie's daughter and her husband. Okay. Okay. And they'd been married for like several years. Like their daughter's getting married, but like the uh-huh. romance is kind of gone in their relationship. Yeah. And so the husband is like going to Noah and kind of asking for advice on like how to make like – like he wants to like get back in his wife's good graces and it's just like okay. about like um them kind of falling in love all over again in their marriage. Aww, it's like sweet. a really beautiful story. Um yeah. and then of course I've read like every other Nicholas Sparks book. Well, and so I remember the other one that I remember really loving was uh The Last Song, which was then made into a movie with Miley and Liam. And that's probably why I did never read that m- book. I saw that movie and was like this is the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. And okay, but it was like so bad it was good so here's the thing here's the thing rachel and i are eight years apart in age so i saw that movie possibly too old and i saw that movie and i was in high school like them and i'm like oh my god that's one of my other like what i need super guilty pleasure nicholas sparks movies is the choice have you ever seen the choice i cannot for the life of me tell you who the actors are because i don't know that they've ever done anything else okay what's the story the story is um he she's like in med school he's a vet they move in next door to or she moves in next door to him and um like she's dating someone else but of course like they end up falling in love and they get married they have kids and then she's in like a car accident and she's in a coma always a car, yeah oh, and, always sad, um, he wrote the saddest books so right like, probably i don't know the saddest books i mean i can't the tell you last time i read a nicholas sparks book it's probably been at least 10 years um just because like there's just not enough spice but um yeah and like all of them are like the same they but are. but yeah that's it that's like my biggest guilty pleasure yeah and now you all know what my guilty pleasure movie is. I think it's on Netflix. Enjoy. Okay. I don't I don't know that I'll watch it because it sounds really sad. But. but Nicholas Sparks was kind of like my gateway into like Emily Giffen, mm-hmm. who 
Have you read Emily Giffen's books? Okay, I don't think that I have. Like, I know who she is. And, of course, I, like, her. I feel like her covers are so recognizable um, as, like, somebody who, like, frequents the bookstores <laughs> or, like, the I library. Do. And always, you know, like, I always have. And so her books are really recognizable. I don't know if I've re- I should probably go and, like, look at all her covers. I don't well, know if I've read one. Not only is she a great writer, she's, like, a just amazing human being. I have met her a few times at book signings, but I went to a mm-hmm. book signing and my dad so several years ago my dad had cancer and almost passed away he's fine now but um he had had like a really serious surgery and was like not doing very well and she had a book signing in dallas and i wasn't gonna go but everyone was like no no like you've been waiting to go go and um her and i the last time before she was in dallas after her book signing i had gotten drinks with her at me casino with like a couple Mm -hmm. of other people but I told her that night about my dad and for the next like several months she would text me and check on my dad and so I've just like always had a soft spot for her but her books are also just fantastic um yeah I've loved every single one of her really I feel like you can't go wrong with her but again like like none of none of her books are like spicy like you're not gonna like be finding some like crazy ass sex scenes in them but um she was a good gateway yes just like a yeah. gateway drug into and just in the and, romance genre yes and that was like so so then so that was, nicholas sparks was all like high school maybe bled into college a little bit and then i like stopped reading i mean i read i read in high school or in college i read a lot of um like the hunger games that was oh yeah no i mean i've read yeah. all the hunger games books too so i kind of moved away i mean there's some romance in there but did really you read twilight I read all of Twilight, like did all of that, like all the Harry Potter, like all the big series that have yes. come out in the last 30 years, pretty much. So <laughs> like all of those. Uh, so I read those and then I just stopped reading after college. I don't know. I, I'm sure I read a little bit. I but... feel like it's common though. I feel like just people in general, like go through, go through like things happen in life yeah well it's like I remember one year and this is probably like what made me like stop and step back but like when Brian and I met like I was that person that like had a book in my hand no matter where I was I was a Rory Gilmore I was a little bit problematic and like she is (laughs) don't get us started and I had a book in my hand and so there was one time like after we'd been married for a while where Brian was like you don't really read anymore and I was like you know what I really don't. And I used to read all the time. And so then I started kind of like slowly getting back into it. And one of the ones that got me back into like the romance genre was One True Love. Oh, God, I love that book so much. Yes. And my friend gave it to me and was like, you need to read this. And I was like, what yeah. a story. Oh, and she was like, it's kind of sad, but like it has a happy ending. And I was like, I don't know about it. So I picked that up and it is so good if you haven't read it oh my god I know I know you have read it but But like people listening listening, people listening if you have not read it and you are debating watching the movie before don't like read the book first read the book it is because the book is excellent and if the movie really sucks I don't want it to cloud your opinion of the book no no and it is like just and that's the only Taylor Jenkins read book that I have read. And Which has come out with so many crazy, insane. so many good ones. <laughs> but like, that's it. And it is, it's amazing. It's one, it was, so then I got back into reading through that. And I picked up this book one time and I don't even know how I got a hold of it. Cause it was before I had like Kindle Unlimited or anything, but it's called The Good Luck Charm. I've never read it. 
Helena or Helena Hunting, and I don't think I've ever read any other of her books. She writes a lot of books, but I read that book, and I just remember, like, reading it and being like, they are doing some dirty shit in this, and I don't even remember if it was that dirty. Like, you know, I my meter is kind of off now of, like, what's spicy and what's not, so yeah. I think it was pretty spicy, but I can't remember exactly, but that was one of the ones that I picked up later in life and was like oh shit like people write this and put them on the page and and it's funny you say that because like I was a big Colleen Hoover fan like from her like beginning books like slammed um and like that whole series uh and like those are good but like none of them are really spicy and then I guess like I just like had read them all and so when a new one would come out I would read it and Ugly Love came out and I read it and I was like, holy shit, there is just some crazy ass sex in here. In my head, I was like, this is the dirtiest thing I've ever read. It was wonderful and well-written and like so emotional, but I was like, oh my, they are just having all of the sex in in all of the places. And And, doing lots of things. Well, and then I was was listening to a podcast, um, Bad on Paper, which Mm -hmm. we both listened to, and they had mentioned the book, The Idea of You, and it had like, Becca was like very, very into it. And then Grace read it. And then I had seen it, I think on Ashley Spivey's um, Instagram Uh account. And I was like, okay, I I have to read this book. Like everyone's talking about it. And I read the book in like a day. I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning reading it. I remember to finish it. And I was like, oh my God, there is just some, like, I was so obsessed with that book. I read it. Then I listened to it on audiobook uh-huh. that's I'm yeah. sorry that's my one exception I've listened to that dirty book. that one not on audiobook um and then I read it again I'm a big and fan I'm, for listening on audiobook I have read book. the idea of you probably 15 times <sighs> okay and I I'm going to read it like it's gonna happen but I know that it doesn't end happily uh it doesn't um right it like okay so you know how when you're reading on a kindle and it'll say the percentage you have left yeah and so So i remember getting stop at like getting to nine. well no let me tell you so i remember getting to like 90 percent, and i'm like thank god there's still 10 percent left like i'm so worried about how this is going to end and i guess like a big chunk of that percentage is like the thank yous in that because the book just ended and i was like is my kindle broken did they yeah miss some chapters I mean she and... so I was looking her up on Goodreads and she like you know how I, I think you can ask authors questions or she had like mm-hmm. posted questions and like responded to them well there's also a like... whole Facebook group devoted to the book okay that yeah, after you like, read it are you, you can going join. to I will it was like are you going to write a sequel to the idea of you oh, they've or been like asking how do you feel forever. about the ending and she's like no like it ended how I wanted it to end and like that's but... it in in a in a way if you think of like once you read it you'll see but like it's the only way it could have ended like there was yeah. not realistically like if we're going un, if we're going the unrealistic route like, which but so I many don't books want my books, romance books to be realistic but the thing is is <laughs> this was i read this pre formula like pre me okay. realizing that i needed a formula and so then I was kind of in a position where I was like, well, I like the spicy books, but there's only like, mm-hmm. two of them. So I just kept reading the same two. And last <laughs> year at some point, um, I think I got on TikTok just like for yeah. fun. And I discovered Book Talk and people were recommending this book, Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. And I was like, okay, like 
I can get on board with this. And so I read it and I was like, this is such a good book. Like it did have some good spice in it. It was mm-hmm. a, a football college football, um, brother's teammate, uh, also a brother's best friend aspect yeah. in it, uh, found family kind of story and loved it. Then I read like every Megan Brandy book she'd written. Yeah. Um, and then I started into my Megan Quinn, a not so meet cute, which was also a book talk mm-hmm. recommendation. And like, really, it just was like off to the races. I was like, yeah. well, I don't know if I can ever read a non spicy book again. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think this is just, just what it, it's what keeps me happy. It's what keeps yeah. me reading. Yeah. And like we've mentioned, we love our formula now. Sure. Absolutely. At times I will deviate from my formula if it is warranted, but I mean, it's just funny to me to think about like starting with forever by Judy Bloom at 12 and here I yeah. am almost 39 and I'm like essentially reading the same kind of books, just the grown up versions of them. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's just funny kind of how, like what gets you into the spicy book genre or really just, um, whatever genre whatever your genre of choice is like yeah. I would be kind of interested for people who are really into thrillers to hear kind of how they got there I wonder if they started with R.L. Stein books maybe maybe they were just like you as a child reading except their then I was like no I'm not really yeah, like this no, I'm thriller good. life I'm good I just yeah, don't like I to think... be scared I want to be hugged from the inside out well and that's kind of what I was about to say too is like so what really got me like hooked on this like genre in particular well first of all it was like a couple years ago whenever Bridgerton came out and then I just went down like the backlog and I was already kind of I was already reading romances like more romances at that point and knew that like I wanted to read happily ever afters but then like Mm -hmm. Bridgerton came out and I was like uh, I love this show. I need to read all the books. So then I went and read like all the Bridgerton books and got into like the historical romance and just like started then the sports romance and like just went all over the place. Right. And uh, but one of the things I loved is and I talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but like I got PTSD from my like the trauma of going through like having my oldest at 24 weeks. Right. So I was going to counseling pretty regularly, like through that whole thing. And one of the rules that we kind of made for myself is that uh, I only need to consume happy things. Right. So there's Mm -hmm. enough like drama going on (laughs) at the time. There's still drama going on in my own life. There's a drama going on in everybody's life. But at the time, there was an abundance of like shitty things happening in my own life that I was like, I don't want to read about that. I don't want to guess what's going to happen. I want it to follow the formula. I want to know there's going to be a happily ever after. Like I want to have truly have an escape. Like I don't want to read about like a literary fiction where just like somebody's talking about their shitty life and then no I'm the same way I mean I think in general like and maybe this is just like similar for anybody who's gone through any sort of mental health like anxiety and depression um it's hard to live in a world where there's so little you can control yeah like when like I've struggled with anxiety my entire life. And like, there's just so my mom and I had a big conversation about this the other day about just like the things that we can control and the things that we can't. And you can control the content you consume, be that a book, a movie, a TV show, or just scrolling your Instagram feed. Like you, you are in control of content you consume. And this is why people like 
don't have social media or will like, I have several right. friends who gave up social media for Lent yeah. um, or different things like that. And in the same respect as you, like, I only want to consume happy books. And yeah. I understand like there, there are some books I've read that have like some serious trigger warnings, like be it domestic violence mm-hmm. or rape or other things, um, sure. or, like, childhood trauma. Yeah. But they still all follow a formula mm-hmm. where they end happily. And like she finds the like yeah. cinnamon roll, golden retriever, wonderful hockey sure. player. Um, because like obviously I'm on my hockey bullshit right now. Okay. Right. Out of the 21 books I've read so far this year, 16 of them have been hockey romances. Have been hockey. That's amazing. and guys, I'm like worried I'm gonna run out of hockey romances. Um that would I, be really sad. I was going to try and reassure like, you that you won't, but surely I won't I because I feel like they keep coming out because it's so popular right now that yeah. I feel like people are just going to keep yeah. writing them. And but what I was going to yeah. say is like the other reason that I need to read. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, there you go. So the other reason I realized that I need to read. So I'm just like hopping all over the place tonight. But go back to the idea of you, because I will read it. It will happen, mm-hmm. right? So I was telling my counselor, like, throughout all this time, like, I want some happy books. Like, I'm reading these spicy books. I mentioned in the first episode that this is the first time that I ever saw, like, spicy books was the first time I ever saw Sex Without Shame. And she's, like, her first recommendation to me was the idea of you. Love she that. was like, you need to read this. It's very spicy. It's well, fantastic. You should definitely read it. What's nice about the idea of you is even though like, spoiler alert, um, it's not like a, uh, it doesn't wrap up in a bow as um, so many books do. The journey is worth it. Like some books, even if they don't end exactly how I think you'd want them to end, it's the journey. And I do prefer though my journey to end with a bow. Um, I I also like my journey to have banter and have just like a perfect specimen of a man. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm at. But that's, too, yeah, yeah. But going back to just like kind of like everything we're talking about now with our, our spicy book journeys and content we consume, it is important, whatever content you consume, that it's good for your mental health. Like Rachel and I are both very big proponents of mental health and mental health help and mm-hmm. um, having a place for mental health to be discussed. Um, yeah. It's something that just so wasn't discussed even 10 years ago very yeah. much. Um, I didn't we recognize- We need to do an episode about our favorite mental, mental health rep and yes. books. Yeah. I would love to do that. Because it's just, again, like it's so important to me. And I love seeing mental health talked about in books. Yeah. Um, Breakaway is one of my favorite examples of that mm-hmm. yeah. um, by Grace Riley. We're going to, we'll get into that in another episode because it's one of, yeah. we both love it so much, but- Um, I didn't realize I had anxiety until I was in my thirties and I didn't realize I'd had anxiety for such a, like, since probably I was three or four until I was in my thirties. And so we love seeing mental health represented, but we also just, it's just, like I was saying, it's important that the content you consume, whatever it is in life is good for your mental health and sports romances are very good for my mental health. And lots and lots of sex is good for my mental health. Great for my mental health. And great for my marriage. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Brian will tell you. Um, Anyways, we really hope you guys just enjoyed hearing about our spicy book journeys. We would really love to hear about yours or just some of your favorite spicy reads. Or maybe it would be fun if you went to our Instagram and told us the first spicy book you ever read. 
That's what I was going to say. I was like, I want your gateway book. I Okay, we want your gateway book. So go to the Instagram, find the post for this episode and leave a comment with your gateway book because you know what? If nothing else, you're going to get a lot of book recommendations from it. You are. We actually have Instagram followers, which is really exciting. It's very exciting. We're like, Uh, we actually get people to listen to this. And if you, if you want to follow us and join in on the conversations, you can find us at Smut Show Podcast. And you can find me uh, at Neelykins everywhere, except on TikTok, where I've recently changed my TikTok handle <laughs> to at Books and Bar, B-A-R-R-E, because I love bar classes so much. There we go. Books and Bar. All right. And then you can find me at Rachel underscore M. Lewis everywhere. Because she's um, smart like that. I just am way behind on TikTok is, is how it happened, but it, it worked out well for me. Um, and then if you like this episode, we're going to be those people and we're going to ask you to rate and review and yes. subscribe. Subscribe, takes, rate, and review. It takes seconds. It seconds. takes mere seconds. And if yeah. you would like to follow Rachel and I on Goodreads, um, in every episode yeah. show notes, we will leave links to our Goodreads account and you can yeah. just read right along with us. Um, yeah, and you don't have to be ashamed about the covers of no. books Trust on me, guys. Goodreads. I read a book called Swallow Me Whole. So it's and there. It it's happens. out and proud on it's my Goodreads. on Goodreads for everyone to see. And that's Honestly, right. though, if you run a book that's like purely sex, but like not much else, read it. It's, I mean... There's an audience for it. There is Um, an audience for it. We have so many fun, exciting episodes coming up. We have some truly just like incredible interviews and we're just so happy you're here. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.